Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. This is Season 6, so sit back and enjoy. Listen to some stories of the weird, of the odd, of the strange and unusual some ghost stories, some cryptid stories, some just strange stuff. Again, welcome to Season 6. Enjoy! Hello everybody, this is Terry from Texas with another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments in Season 6. Just sit back, listen, hope you enjoy the show, hope you learn something new. We have quite a few places here in the United States and just adjacent to us that are referred to as the whatever triangle. Uh, The most famous being of course the Bermuda Triangle. But we have a triangle up in up in the Northeast where people go missing and uh, I wonder if there's some other geometric shape where they would not go missing if it were called that, the, for instance, could you imagine going into the Bermuda dodecahedron or the uh, the Las Vegas octagon? You know, it's always a triangle of some kind. I don't know why uh, the people that decided to name these places chose the names. I didn't. Uh, sometimes they're more interesting as a triangle because they can give definite points of reference aware of where the thing is. Anyway, there's a new triangle for us to be apprised of and, paranormally speaking, to be concerned about. It's the Alaska Triangle. Missing people, missing planes, Strange lights in the sky and UFO encounters have been reported. Experts and eyewitnesses have spent decades attempting to unlock the mystery of the Alaska Triangle, a remote area infamous for reports of alien abductions, Bigfoot sightings, and other paranormal phenomena. Alaska, the last frontier, America's 49th state, hosts 17 of the U.S.'s 20 highest peaks. Imagine that. And over half of the nation's federally designated wilderness and an estimated 100,000 glaciers. It is also home to a stretch of wilderness where more than 16,000 people have vanished without a trace. And in Alaska, people go missing at a rate that's twice the national average. 
The Alaskan Triangle is an area between a place called Utkiavik, which we know more likely as Barrow up in the north, and Anchorage and Juneau, although the exact size and placement of the triangle is a fluid matter, as many of the triangles are. It's comprised of vast boreal forests, barren tundra, and icy peaks. In the past four decades, people have gone missing from the region at a rate of about four from every 1,000 individuals, two times the national average. Hundreds of coordinated search and rescue missions take place every year to find missing residents, hikers, tourists, airplane passengers, and often to no avail. The Alaska Triangle became notorious for disappearing aircraft, such as in 1972 when Congressman Hale Boggs' private aircraft disappeared without a trace in the Triangle. While this sounds like a simple rehashing and embellishment of the Bermuda Triangle's description, there are some aspects of the Alaska Triangle that are unique. The expanse has a long history of enigmatic losses. In 1950, for instance, one of the nation's largest disappearances of military aircraft and personnel occurred in the region. Disappearances here is a, a kind of a bad way of saying it because only one disappeared, three crashed, four crashed. A C-54 Skymaster carrying an eight-man crew and 36 passengers left Elmendorf Air Force Base at 1 p.m. on January 26th. The airplane made an on-time routine radio check-in two hours later as it flew over a small town in the Yukon called Snag. It was the last communication anyone ever received from the flight, which is technically correct, but speaking lightly, it wasn't correct because over the, over the time of the search, there were radio stations and people with radios who reported hearing radio calls from this airplane. And it sounded like in some cases they were having conversations but it's like listening to a conversation in another room. You couldn't understand what they were saying. And sometimes more like a, a radio that's just out of tune. It was just un, unintelligible. But this, the radio emissions stopped before the end of the uh, search. A search effort was mounted incorporating U.S. and Canadian planes aided by thousands of volunteers on foot. But nothing was ever found of the C-54. In a striking similarity to the infamous case of Flight 19 in Florida and the Bermuda Triangle, several of the search craft looking for the C-54 then crashed during the search. The search for the C-54 caused cancellation of a planned joint U.S. and Canadian war game scenario and all material of the war games was then put into the search for the missing airplane. Some 7,000 foot soldiers and a reported 85 aircraft were given to the downed C-54. 
An area of Venezuela was searched, but to no avail. During the search, one of the planes crashed near the southern edge of this triangle. Good news though, no one on this plane was seriously injured apparently, and the pilot was able to walk some distance, about 13 miles, to the Alaskan highway and get help. Only mystery about this plane was why did it simply stall and crash? Next was the downing of a C-47 search plane near where the plane I just mentioned went down. In very bizarre but similar circumstances, they lost power and the plane crashed. Again, everyone was rescued. No valid reason for the crash was forthcoming in the after report. Then came the B-36, the big B-36. A huge ship, the B-36 was designated as a nuclear bomber and was carrying assimilated nuclear and conventional explosives. It was not involved in the ongoing search though. It was actually carrying out a bombing test mission and was flying to Fort Worth, Texas in a semblance of a long-range bombing run coming from the then Soviet Union. It took off from north of Elmendorf, headed west down to the Pacific, then turned back to skirt the bottom of Alaska before heading to Texas. While crossing below the coast of Alaska, the plane lost power. They jettisoned the pseudo-nuclear device over the ocean and detonated it. Luckily, it was not a real nuclear device. Then flew as best they could on toward British Columbia, where the plane crashed into Mount Colligat. Poor weather hampered search efforts. Nevertheless, 12 of the 17 men were eventually found alive. One of the five deceased, the weaponeer, was rumored to have been recovered four years later at the crash site. The remaining four airmen were believed to have bailed out of the aircraft earlier than the surviving crew members, and it was assumed that they landed in the ocean and died of hypothermia. 22-odd years later, the disappearance of U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs' private aircraft in 1972 would shine another bad spotlight on the region. The plane lost contact amidst a storm somewhere between Anchorage and Juneau. The ensuing effort to find wreckage or survivors was one of the largest in U.S. history. Unfortunately, after 39 days with no traces of the passengers or plane, the investigation was ended. Just as a side note, Hale Boggs was the father of U.S. news lady Cokie Roberts. Almost as perplexing as the sheer volume of vanishings are the theories as to what causes them. A 1986 report made to the Federal Aviation Administration from a Japanese cargo flight provides the basis for one extraterrestrial theory. Allegedly, Japan Airlines Flight 1628 encountered three unidentified aerial phenomena above the expanse. The pilot reportedly thought the craft were military and paid them no mind. Moments later, he realized that the objects were keeping pace 
and moving erratically around his own jet. Over the next 50 minutes, the strange aircraft shadowed Flight 1628's every move while emitting bursts of blinding lights. The statements made by the crew were verified by civilian and military radar, and the FAA report went on to garner national attention. Another theory postulates that the triangle is home to massive swirling energy vortexes. Something about each triangle has something to do with energy vortexes in some way or another. These energy centers are believed to impact human emotions and behavior based on their rotation. A clockwise spinning vortex creates positive effects, while a counterclockwise spin promotes negativity and bewilderment. Electronic readings have indeed found higher intensities of magnetic irregularities in Alaska, and search teams have reported compass malfunctions of up to 30 degrees on their compasses. Volunteers often recount experiencing mysterious symptoms while searching the area, including disorientation and audio hallucinations. The native Tlingit and Simshin peoples have their own explanation for the disappearances, of course. The Kushtaka is a shape-shifting cryptid that stalks Alaska's wilderness looking for human prey. While often compared to the mythology of Bigfoot, the Kushtaka seems to operate in a much more sinister manner. According to lore, the otter-like creatures disguise themselves as a trusted relative or friend and appear to those who are lost or injured. They lead their victims deeper into the wild, ultimately tearing them apart and, or turning them into another Kushtaka. The legend is especially popular in southeastern Alaska. Despite the number of paranormal theories, the terrain itself offers the most likely explanation for the disappearances. The massive glaciers that populate the area typically have a brittle upper crust. This layer can fracture at a moment's notice opening deep crevasses or moulins that can stretch all the way to the bottom of the glacier. As global ice recedes in response to climate change, more and more evidence is found of people in plains that have vanished into these massive fissures. Alaska's wilderness is indeed beautiful and worthy of exploration, but the immensity of the rugged landscape demands the respect of would-be voyagers. If you can't handle it, don't go there. Adventure safely, and if you find or need help finding a wayward traveler, be sure to contact Alaska's Missing Persons Clearinghouse. If you're dying, and I say that rhetorically, to get a look at one of the most notorious cryptids, Bigfoot, the Travel Channel has been nice and consulted the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, the BFRO, and found eight places where you are likely to catch a glimpse of one of the large, ape-like creatures said to roam the woods across North America. Are you game? Well, let's not call you game because Bigfoot eats game. A global search for the legendary cryptid has uncovered disconcerting evidence. 
While popularized Bigfoot lore portrays a docile giant, contemporary anthropological findings suggest a much more feral creature. A combination of terrifying eyewitness accounts, recently uncovered anthropological evidence, and a possible government cover-up of a Bigfoot being held in captivity. Wait, what? We got a Bigfoot in captivity? These all prove that we still have a lot to learn about this mysterious creature. These new findings lead to a hunt for the legendary primate using the most cutting-edge science available, which produces shocking DNA evidence of its existence. And now, Travel Channel reveals the eight best places to catch a glimpse of Bigfoot using never-before-released data from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or BFRO. This exclusive tracking information comes from the BFRO's follow-up log and tracking system, simply called FLATS. The world's ultimate Sasquatch database of compiled sightings and testimonies. After analyzing the 23,000 sightings across the country, Travel Channel has determined the eight states with the highest likelihood of having your own Bigfoot encounter. Washington boasts 2,032 sightings of the hairy man. For the absolute best chance of spotting Bigfoot, head to Washington State. With the whopping 2,032 sightings and counting, and all of these are not static numbers, they, they continue. This is the world's most active region. The most popular places to catch a glimpse include the Blue Mountains, Okanagan County, or better yet, Ape Canyon, the locale of one of the most aggressive Bigfoot encounters ever recorded. And I remember this story from my childhood, and, and I've heard it since then. In 1924, a group of miners reportedly were being attacked by multiple Sasquatch, which allegedly threw rocks at their cabin and tried to break in. Years after the notorious attacks, an experienced skier vanished near this very same locale. Making these events even more intriguing is the fact that native legend has long told of a species of ape men living on nearby Mount St. Helens. I wonder if that story changed after Mount St. Helens erupted though. In California, they've had a reported 1,697 sightings. A California sighting is where the hairy cryptid got its name. In 1958, a construction worker named Jerry Crew stumbled upon massive footprints in a dirt road. He made casts using some of his construction equipment and eventually the story reached the media. The newspapers named this new creature Bigfoot. Of course, we can't not mention the famous or infamous Patterson-Gimlin film, which is an American short motion picture of an unidentified subject that the filmmakers have said was a Bigfoot. The footage was shot in 1967 in Northern California and has been since subjected to many attempts to authenticate or debunk it.
Perhaps you could get your own Bigfoot footage. Sorry. And become as famous as Bobo from Bigfoot. Interesting thing about the Patterson-Gimlin film. I saw that back in the 60s when I was a child staying at home. And I, I remember thinking, I don't know what that is, but it looks interesting. And here it is, you know, 60 years later almost. And... Um, it's still part of my interest. You don't really think of Pennsylvania as an odd state. Um, you might consider the Amish odd, but they're not. They're just people who have a different belief system. But Pennsylvania has a whopping 1,340 sightings of Bigfoot. A footprint measuring 17 and three-quarter inches long and seven and a half inches wide was discovered at a residence in the Connemaw Township area in Johnstown back in 1980. The legend of Bigfoot has baffled many people. A very well-defined print was left behind there in Johnstown and if indeed it was a Bigfoot, it left a left print found eight feet away in a more wooded area. If you're going to identify me, identify me by two. Along with the footprints, reports of, a strange, of strange noises and a very unusual but strong odor went with the account of the episode. There are sometimes when a peculiar stench goes along with a Bigfoot sighting or a Bigfoot happening encounter, whatever you want to call it. The Appalachian mountain range has a high number of Bigfoot sightings. With hundreds of miles of vast forests, it's a prime space for a large animal to go undetected. One of Pennsylvania's most interesting cases involves a resting mountain biker who thought he was watching the back of a bear as it rummaged through a downed tree. The biker's curiosity turned to shock when the animal stood up. What he thought was a bear was actually a giant, seven-foot bipedal creature covered in black hair. Maybe he was just protecting his sang, or ginseng, the subject of contention on the show Appalachian Outlaws. He just wants to get what's his. In Michigan, up north, up in the cold, has 1,131 sightings. And while Michigan may be more famous for the legend of the dogman, the state also has this high number of Bigfoot sightings. Some of the highest amounts of Bigfoot activity is near the St. A. National Wildlife Refuge in Michigan's rugged Upper Peninsula. So he's a youper. One eerie report comes from a mother who was driving with her young infant. She pulled over for the night in a picnic area, only to be awakened by a foul smell. Now, she's got a baby in the car. Of course she's going to be awakened by a foul smell. But going on, when she opened her eyes, a large hairy creature was staring at her child through the windshield. Could it have been Bigfoot saying, 
ma'am, that's not me. That's that little thing you got there beside you that stinks so bad. And here's another question. Could Bigfoot have a pet? The Michigan Dogman? You know, when you deal with strangeness and silliness and weirdness, these questions pop up just automatically. New York. New York has 1,068 sightings. Whitehall, New York, near Lake George, has long been known as the Bigfoot capital of the East Coast. And in fact, I did a show on this a few weeks ago. The area has so many Bigfoot sightings that they named Bigfoot the official town animal. It all began one night in 1976 on rural Bear Road. A few teenagers saw a giant hairy creature that they claim charged towards them. They ran back to town to get help from police who also saw the creature. Because of the sheer number of sightings at night, it lends credibility to the legendary Bear Road incident. In Ohio, they have 1,042 sightings, and Ohio has its own name for what most people call Bigfoot. The eastern half of Ohio is teeming with Bigfoot sightings. Locals have reported numerous sightings of what they call the Grassman, a large ape-like creature that's been spotted in the hills and forests of Ohio's Appalachian Plateau. The state is home also to the famous Ohio Howl, a hair-raising recording of a deep voice screaming and howling into the night, believed to be the call of a Sasquatch. Even more intriguing, years after the first recording, the howls were heard again. Let's boogie back across the country to Oregon, which has 1,009 sightings. And much like neighboring Washington, Oregon is one of America's Bigfoot hotspots. One of the most convincing accounts from Oregon comes from a psychiatrist who was vacationing with his family at the Oregon Caves National Monument. As they left the caves, they began hearing strange howls coming from the forest. Soon after, they watched a Sasquatch running through the trees. You know, if I could do so easily, and physically it's not very, very possible, if I could do so easily, I'd like to visit up in this part of the country for a while, a little while. In the South, a little while means a matter of time, longer than a few hours, less than a couple of weeks. And just witness a call or catch a glimpse of a true Sasquatchian Bigfoot. But here in my home state of Texas, we have a reported 806 sightings of Bigfoot. East Texas mainly, especially has the areas that border Oklahoma and Louisiana, and it's the site of countless Bigfoot reports each year. One of the most horrifying encounters comes from a hunter in Panola County. The witness claims that while he was hog hunting, he watched a Sasquatch leap out of the woods and grab one of the hogs. 
the Bigfoot began making loud whooping noises, which were met with more howls from somewhere off in the distance. Before walking back into the woods, the creature stared directly at the hunter and growled. The Bigfoot may have been alerting his family group that they would be eating high on the hog that night, then telling the hunter, back off man, this is my pig. I personally would give him a very wide berth, say a couple of hundred miles. Would you voluntarily want to see a Bigfoot or whatever the regional critter name is face to face? Or would you like to find a track, scat, or hair evidence of a cryptid creature? Tell me, what is the monster or critter you would most like to meet up with?